I greet you, my brothers and sisters, on this auspicious day of Jummah with the noble and universal greeting of peace, the greeting that is Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhum. Today, instead of doing a Jummah lecture, I decided to do a podcast. It gives me more freedom to speak about the things that I want to speak, and I wanted to continue with my discussion about Ibrahim being the leader of all mankind and that his way is the way that human beings are to follow and that the Quran has given him he has great status given to him, demonstrated in the Quran given to him by Allah and uh, we are to follow the way of Ibrahim so I'm going to read from Surah Baqarah the English translation uh, chapter 2 verse 128 to about 139 or so and it reads oh lord our lord make us muslims to you and from our descendants a muslim nation to you and show us our rights and accept our repentance indeed you are the accepting of repentance merciful now I remind you ibrahim salam became aware of the divine reality of haq he was inclining to truth, he began to think and reason and he, he, he explored the way of his family and community and he found it that it was superstition, ignorance and it was not truth and he began to naturally incline to the natural way of worship that we are human beings and we within us seek our creator within our being we turn within naturally to the natural way of the deen of Allah. That's what the Quran says, Allah has endeared faith unto thee and made it beauteous unto your hearts. So he went the natural way of fitra, while the people around him went the way of fitna. See, he went the natural way, they went the unnatural way. And the Quran tells us about that, that Satan threatens you with insecurity and causes you to behave in ways unseemly. It is Allah who extends to you his forgiveness and of his bounty. That verse is also in Surah 2, chapter Baqarah. Um, and it does not tell you that Allah threatens you. It tells you that Satan threatens you with insecurity. Causes you to behave in ways unseemly. This is what happened to the people of Musa a.s. Musa a.s. went into the mountains to connect with his creator. And when he came back, he found his people worshipping the golden calf. The people who are not natural and they do not go within and they do not seek Allah naturally. They do not follow the way of Ibrahim salam. They become soft targets, easy meat for shaitan because they feel threatened, they feel insecure, they feel worried. And then they have strange ideas that come through from the mind. And then they get, you know, disturbed by whatever's going on around and then they look for relief, safety and excitement in the world. They think that somebody can help them or something can help them or they start projecting power in the world. Something will make them feel better, that they'll be okay when they have something. You know, so we look for things in this world like the people of Musa salam, they looked for something in the world and they couldn't find anything so they made one with the jewelry, with the gold. They made a golden calf to worship. We too make things valuable in the world. Money, opportunities in this world, things, we make them special. While they might have some value for us as human beings in this world, but the ideas do not make it special. We cannot in any way 
experience security with anything in this world. It's just safety. It's a very big difference. Safety means you're coming from fear and you're just relieving yourself from fear. When you turn to the world, you have fear inside of you. But we who remember Allah in His remembrance, hearts experience assurance. We who go the natural way of fitrah, going within the way of Ibrahim the natural way of connecting to truth that there is Allah. When we go within, we experience security. And then shaitan can't threaten us because that's what the Quran says, that shaitan is an enemy avowed. And when shaitan said, give me respite, that he may have control over all of us, Allah said, you will not be able to control all of them. See? The ones who worship me, the ones that are close to me, over them you will have no authority. I'm quoting loosely from the Quran. But that's the idea that uh, those verses share. So the more we are inclining to the natural way like Ibrahim we cannot be easily influenced by shaitan. And that's why Ibrahim when shaitan tried to influence him three times when he was on his trial, when he was on his mission, when he was going through the release of attachment to his son, he claimed the refuge with Allah. He was within, focused naturally. He was aware by that time that the connection within and beyond what our bodies see, what our minds think about what we see, uh, what's going on in our life, uh, whatever we feel about whatever is going on in our life, that beyond this physical world of external reality, this physical world, world of our bodies and what our bodies perceive, this physical world of um, our mind and our thoughts and how we feel based on what we think about what we see in the world, it distracts us and we get disturbed by it and we get affected by it. But when we go within and we worship Allah, when we acknowledge Allah, let's start there, you know, Sometimes we acknowledge Allah, sometimes we might not acknowledge Allah. Sometimes people don't acknowledge Allah, they think they do. But Ibrahim acknowledged Allah. He became aware of Allah. He experienced Allah consciousness. He became aware of Allah. That it's not about him, Ibrahim was he good, was he not good? Yes, he was upstanding, he was upright. But he had Allah consciousness. He surrendered, he submitted. He acknowledged that there is Allah, supreme and unique unique and supreme, all-powerful, all-benevolent, all-intelligent, all-great, all-gracious. He acknowledged Allah. This is the way of Ibrahim This is our way. He is our spiritual father, the Quran says, and we follow the way of Ibrahim So his way was to become aware of Allah, to become conscious of Allah, to acknowledge Allah. And I said to you in the previous podcast that they translate, the translators of the Qur'an often translate the word taqwa, which means to be conscious of Allah, as to fear Allah. But to be conscious of Allah, you've got to be conscious of Allah, you've got to be aware of Allah, you've got to acknowledge Allah, you've got to draw closer to Him. The Qur'an says prostrate and draw closer. Our job is like, our work, our spiritual work, our spiritual development is to be like Ibrahim to be aware of Allah, to acknowledge Him, to turn to Him. The way of Thee alone do we worship. And Thee alone do we turn to. Thee alone 
do we acknowledge do we be in awe of do we worship do we turn and thee alone do we turn to not ourselves each other things of the world things of the world have no power only Allah has power the creator uncreated creator has power and the creation has no power the creation and Allah is at different levels of existence we don't really exist without Allah so we are everything is what we have is only because Allah is all great, all gracious. Without Allah, there is nothing. You see, so there's no Allah and anything. It's because of Allah that all creation exists. And Ibrahim salam, this is his way of Tawheed. And that's why he prayed to Allah, guard him and his family from shirk. Which means we promote Tawheed. Tawheed is very important. And he starts off with acknowledging Allah and being aware of Allah and when you become aware of Allah you'll realize Allah is no nothing to live in fear and threat of He is Al-Wadud, the loving He is Ar-Rahuf, the affectionate He is the supportive, the sustaining He is the compassionate, the merciful He is the forgiving, the pardoning He is the one who dissolves our problems the one we turn to you know, we trust in. You cannot become threatened by Allah. You create a distance from where there is no distance. The Quran tells us Allah is closer to us than our own jugular veins. See? But when you go into your mind and you start getting scared and threatened and afraid, instead of drawing closer to Allah and becoming conscious of Him, becoming aware of Him, experiencing Him, once you start experiencing Allah as the guide, Allah as the protector, Allah as the boundless source, the infinite in supply, the giver of risk, provisioner, you, you draw close, you feel good. See, the friends of Allah, neither do they grieve nor do they fear. And Ibrahim salam, the Quran tells us, he was indeed taken as a friend by Allah. See, so if you want to be in the way of Ibrahim salam, is to draw closer, to become Allah conscious, not to live in terror and fear and threat. Yes, there are, the Quran does use the word khuf and fear Allah, but it's who? It's those that are living unnatural lives, those that are deniers of Allah, those that uh, turn to the world, those that are into kufr and shirk. You see, this is why those that are closer to Allah, you know, in faith and doing good. There is joy in this world and a blissful return. Where is the fear there? There's no fear there. If you have faith and you do good deeds, if you're a man or a woman, you know, if you grow spiritually and if you develop personally, if you are on a path of growth, spiritual growth, not spiritual stagnation, and if you're on a path of personal development, not personal deterioration, if you every day are learning, I tell you the Quran says 700 times, over 700 times, learn. So if you are becoming a person who is going beyond a madrasa understanding of a 10-year-old, we cannot live our lives as adults through our 10-year-old mind's understanding or 12-year-old's mind understanding or 15-year-old mind's understanding that we had in madrasa. 
we have to grow beyond the 10, 12 or 15 year old that was in madrasa with that mind instead of living as grown-ups with that mind of that level of awareness of Allah we have to constantly grow spiritually constantly if you don't grow spiritually you'll stagnate you have to constantly grow personally if you don't grow personally you'll deteriorate that's it you see so those of you who listen and learn and are on a path of well asri in al insana by the end of the day if you accept whether it's going to bed at night tonight or closing your eyes upon your last breath by the end of the day human beings are in a state of loss except those who have faith iman and do good deeds have good conduct to conduct themselves properly so who has faith and the people who are purifying their hearts the people that are applying themselves in spiritual growth really applying themselves in spiritual growth and who does good deeds those applying themselves in personal development working on your conduct growing up living truthfully spiritually see that's the value that's what Wallace tells us and he says and guides others to truth what is the truth there is a natural way of fitra there's a natural way of the deen of Allah this is the truth we guide ourselves and each other to and even others to and what patient perseverance what is the patient perseverance for is that we've got to apply ourselves every day patiently persevering experiencing a greater security with Allah allowing ourselves to feel better and better trusting Allah verily in the remembrance of Allah hearts find assurance you see hearts feel secure not hearts feel threatened when they remember Allah or fearful when they remember Allah you see hearts find assurance we are to develop our trust in Allah every day developing more and more trust in Him becoming aware where shaitan is having his way with us and where we are actually lost and the people around us are lost. We'll speak a little bit more about that in the practical that I'm going to address shortly. But I just want to read a few verses. I'll see how many I can go through. And that's what I was telling you. That Ibrahim said, Our Lord, make us Muslims. To you and from our descendants, a Muslim nation, a Muslim Ummah. To you and show us our rights and accept our repentance indeed you are the accepting of repentance and the merciful Ibrahim became aware of Allah worthy of worship and he said to his family and his people I worship the creator and cherisher of all creation all the worlds and I am certain he will guide me he will surely guide me Ibrahim acknowledged Allah and was in awe of Allah and worshipped Allah and became more and more conscious of Allah he remembered Allah often and he turned to Allah often. He had trust in Allah. He was relating every day in the divine reality. So he's relating to the world through Allah. He's not trying to change his children. He's not trying to straighten them out. He's not trying to lecture them. He's turning to Allah. You know, I just want to tell you, I told you, I'll speak to you about a little practical session. I had a client, well, not really a client, a woman who phoned me yesterday, which I often have people calling me, and she says she has a problem with her adult son. And oftentimes when people call me, telling me that somebody else has a problem, I say to them, until that person calls me, I can't give them support. Anybody who wants to grow spiritually and develop personally, I'm happy to support 
And as long as the person wants to live a natural life, a wholesome life, no matter what they went through in their past, no matter what they may be going through in the now, within through your connection with your Creator and within through your interest in yourself and in your life and claiming Allah's good for you in this world and the world hereafter, you will progress and prosper. I've never seen somebody who was sincere, humble, who chose peace, you know, who operated patiently, never progress and prosper. Everybody always do. That's what the Quran says, for those who have patience and for those who appreciate. So speaking to the sister, I said to her, my sister, you want a change in your son. You can't have a change in anybody else until you go through a change within yourself. If you want your children to develop spiritually and grow personally, you must develop spiritually and you must develop personally. If you don't grow spiritually and you don't develop personally and you want your children to change, it won't happen. No change is going to happen in your life, in anybody especially, if you remain the same person. They will change when you change. Remember, the Quran says Allah changes conditions. See, He does not change the condition of a people until they themselves first change what is in their hearts. Your conditions, your situations won't change until you first change what is in your heart. So this sister nagging her son, trying to control him, force him. Nobody's life can change without them first going through a change within themselves. Spiritual growth and personal development. I said to her, if you grow spiritually and if you develop personally, through your growth, you'll interact differently with your son or your children and they will change. But if you just remain focused on him and trying to control him, and you are lost. That is a form of shirk. Because in that moment, you are not turning to Allah saying, Allah, both me and my son, we are in your care. Shukr alhamdulillah. That while my son may be in error, I may be in error too. And while we are in error, but we are in your care always. Shukr alhamdulillah. First start off with shukr. Acknowledge Allah. And acknowledge that He is sustaining you and your family members. See, that opens up your heart. Instead of denying Allah, trying to control things and change things in the world, that's like a form of kufr and shirk. In that moment, you're making somebody else's behavior more important than Allah and more important than Allah's taking care of you and that person. So, you want to first submit to Allah, surrender to Allah, become conscious of Allah. Bismillah rather than Bismi dunya. Don't tell Allah about your problems. See, your f problems are not to be the focus. Allah is to be the focus. Appreciate Allah. Acknowledge Him. Be in awe of Him. Appreciate His grace. And then your heart opens. You start purifying your heart. That's what the Quran tells us. To apply ourselves, purifying our hearts. That our children, interestingly enough, nor will our children, nor will our wealth benefit us in the day of accountability. Only those who bring to Allah a purified heart. So if you've got financial problems or children problems, it's not going to benefit you, your finances or your children on the day of accountability. Only those who bring to Allah a purified heart. See? So I was guiding that sister, making her aware that every human being must first focus on their own spiritual growth, their own personal development, their own increasing in faith like Ibrahim and their own increasing in conduct like Ibrahim especially the beloved Prophet who was the greatest 
you know, in terms of conduct. There's no human being that ever lived and will ever live as a leader, as a guide to people of how to live and demonstrate kindness and leadership and what the Prophet of Islam وسلم, demonstrated. Allah's peace and blessings upon him always. See, so, uh, see, la ilaha illallah, that's faith in Allah. There is only Allah, worthy of worship. Muhammadur Rasulullah is that our Prophet is the messenger and the culmination of all the revelations came through him and he is guiding us through his ways through how he lived, conduct, the most exemplary conduct. You know, the Quran says, Alameen, the beloved Prophet وسلم, was the healing and mercy to all the worlds. See, so all these prophets, they got their titles. Ibrahim salam, is the friend of Allah, the leader of nations. See, the beloved Prophet is the beloved of Allah. Isa salam, is the spirit of Allah, Ruhullah. Musa salam, is the word of Allah, Kalimatullah. You know, so they're all in their own way unique. And we are encouraged to actually you know, follow the Iman, the level of um, demonstration of Ibrahim. That's what the Quran says, say that we follow the way of Ibrahim and we'll, we'll see why Ibrahim made dua for his children and he had two children Ismail and Ishaq and their progeny and they asked for guidance and this is why the, the prophets that came after that were an answer to his prayers for his people so coming back you can't think other people must change and develop if you're not into changing and develop. If you're not into sp spiritual de growth and personal development and you're trying to change your life or your world, it won't change. you get worse. In fact, you'll behave very badly, be irritating people, all sorts of things. Nobody's going to benefit. You make it worse. But if you are on a path of spiritual growth, personal development, others will see it. Others will be inspired and then you can genuinely want your children to experience what you are experiencing. Like I'm on the path of spiritual growth and personal development. So I take this time to actually share with you and support you. To guide others to truth and patient perseverance. Not because we're irritated by them, because we're upset by them. We feel bad. We need them to change. You don't change your children because you're irritated and you're angry and you need them to change. That's no sabr there. You are impatient. But when you're peaceful, you connect with Allah, you make shukar, and then you make dua, and you open up to what can be. That is dua made from shukar. And the Quran tells you, and sabr, the Quran tells you, call upon Allah with patience and with prayer. The patience, sabr must come before the dua. There's no patience. There's no allowing of what is to be. I don't need it to change. I have Allah. We have Allah. What can we want more than having Allah, than having His love upon us? The moment you think, no, that's not important enough. You know, we want something in the world. When something in the world changes, then we'll be okay. That's kufr and shirk. We are okay now because Allah is all great, all gracious. We are okay now because He created us human beings and we are alive by His permission. And we are human beings. We think, we feel. The Quran tells us we deliver, delivered you from your mother's wombs. We gave you hearing and sight, intellect and effect that you may be grateful. The Quran is telling us the purpose of human beings' creation, one of it, is to worship Allah, but another one is to be grateful. How important it is to be grateful. In a moment you are needy, you are not grateful. That's why the needy become beggars.
Anybody needs anything from this world, including a man's love, a woman's love, money, or somebody to change, or something to change, they'll become a beggar. Because it's kufr, neediness, no shukr. We have Allah, we are in His care who created us always. That is more than enough for the believer. From there we make shukr for what we have. You can make shukr for your son, that he's alive, the good in him. See the good in him. You know, see the good in situations, make shukar, and then say, Allah, I ask for even more of your grace. I claim even more of your grace. The good that is in this world for me, and the good that is in the world hereafter for me, I claim it. You can claim it, and you will have it for a certainty, for Allah responds. See, Allah is the one who is with us and for us, always available to us. He's interested in us, is the utterly considerate, is the affectionate. Become conscious of Allah, who He is to us, our Rabb, our source, our sustainer, our supporter, our satisfier. See, when if you can't give glory to Allah, if you can't make shukr to Allah, if you can't praise Allah when there's problems in your life, then you've got to check this thing out very carefully because you're needy and you are associating partners and thinking something in the world is so special. Only Allah is special. Our worship of Allah is the most important thing. Our shukr to Him and our invoking Him. Allah is before our problems. We go to Allah, not take our problems to Him. If you try to take your problems to Allah, you keep yourself far from Allah. Which you can't do that, but you manage to experience it like that. You're focused on your problems and what you need and what you need to change or what you're trying to change keeps you from drawing closer to Allah. Your focus into the dunya you know, keeps you from focusing on Allah. So coming back to that verse, how important it is that Ibrahim salam is conscious of Allah and he's making dua to Allah and he says, you are accepting of repentance. See, accept our repentance. When we see we are in error, we must accept our repentance. Instead of continue, we must be firstly repentant. I'm going to speak about this in subsequent lectures and podcasts. The importance of true istighfar. Because people don't know what real istighfar is. They think, Allah, just forgive us. We don't want trouble and we don't want problems here and now and the hereafter. So just let us off the hook, you know. Just we don't want problems. We don't want suffering in this world and the world. Please don't punish us. Please, we don't want to be punished. But do they want to grow is the question. A really repentant person, a person who makes istighfar, the person who says, I'm sorry, experiences sorrow for how they live or how they've lived. They experience sorrow. There is regret. There is remorse. There's an error. There's a recognition of an erring. There's a recognition that we are in error. And we choose to stop erring. And we start correcting. You see, this is the repentant attitude that I'm prepared to change. I am prepared to think differently, feel differently, act differently, interact differently, behave differently. I'm, you know, I'm going to live differently from this point. Instead of focusing on people and my problems, denying a lie in that moment, thinking that I'm trying to get him to change my problems, you know, Say, Allah, I am denying you in this moment. I'm making my problems more real. I'm denying that I'm in your care and everybody and everything is in your care. I'm denying that there's so much for me to make shukr. And I'm not even practicing sabr in this moment. You know, I'm not even asking for forgiveness really. There are so many things we have to ask for forgiveness. We're not really worshipping Allah as He is to be worshipped actually. We're not really performing dhikr. You see? These are the seven things that I'm teaching that are available 
uh, in my classes and in CD, the actual worship of Allah. What if you're not actually worshiping Allah? You think you worship, but you're not actually drawing closer. You're not actually becoming Allah conscious. What if you're not actually experiencing dhikr? That in the remembrance of Allah, hearts experience assurance. See, what if you not, your heart is not experiencing assurance in zikr? Is that really zikr? The third one is tawakkul. What if you're not really trusting in Allah? You're more fearful and threatened and behaving desperately, but you don't trust in Allah. You may think you trust in Allah, but you don't trust in Allah. What if you're not really making shukr, but you think you're making shukr, but you don't have an attitude of shukr? What if you're not really asking for forgiveness and really not practicing sabr and really not making dua? You see, but you think you are. Could it be shaitan is leading you astray and you think if your life is not improved, if you are not feeling transformed closer to Allah through your spiritual practices, if your life is not being changed through your spiritual practices, then I want you to check to see that maybe you are in error in your spiritual practice. It's not Allah that's withholding from you, it is you. What if Allah is the one who has given us in this world his good and the world hereafter his good? What if there is our portion in this world and the world hereafter? What if it's already here for us? But we are the ones who deprive ourselves. We deny. The Quran asks 31 times in Surah Rahman, which of the favors of Allah do you deny? Could you be denying the favors of Allah? Which of the favors of Allah are you depriving yourself of? What if it's here but you're not letting yourself experience it? What if you're more interested in negative instead of positive? What if you're more interested in problems than having a natural, fulfilling, pleasurable life that Allah has made halal? What if you're not courageously pursuing a natural, fulfilling life, a satisfying life? I have found that a lot of Muslims, they're not interested in allowing themselves to feel better with Allah. They're not allowing themselves to trust in Allah and feel secure and their hearts to find assurance. They're not letting themselves feel good with Allah. That I'm okay, everything is okay. Allah created me, He created me okay. Allah created this earth, He knows what He's doing. I'm in His care, everything is okay. A lot of Muslim people that I have found are not letting themselves feel good with Allah. And they're not letting themselves feel good with His graciousness. They're not making shukr of what they have and what they exist for, the, for them to claim. The Quran says among the signs of Allah is that He created us from one soul into pairs, that we may take partners from among ourselves, that He put love and compassion in our hearts, that we may dwell with each other in tranquility. It's already there. I asked him, Mulana, does the verse say he's going to put love and compassion or is love and compassion already put in our hearts? So love and compassion is already put in our hearts and that we can dwell in tranquility with one another. But the people are not interested in expressing love for each other and compassion for each other. And they're not open to enjoying being loved by another and having another have a compassionate attitude towards them. They're used to drama and trauma and arguments and then praying to Allah, please, please help us and all that. But they're not opening to the grace and supporting the grace of Allah. They're not into spiritual growth, personal development. There is suffering. When you forget me, Allah says, I will forget you. What if the suffering is not a test from Allah, but is a reflection of our failure to actually worship Him, to actually perform, make zikr, to actually practice tawakkal, to actually practice shukr, to actually practice istighfar, to actually practice sabr, to actually invoke him in dua properly. What if we suffer for only that particular reason? See, so my time is coming to an end in this podcast and I just want to say to you that the way of Ibrahim alayhi salam 
Quran says in, in two verses later, and who would be averse to the deen of the Mila, sorry, and who would be averse to the way of Abraham except one who makes a fool of themselves. And we had chosen him in this world, and indeed in the hereafter he will be among the righteous, you see. And who would be averse? Who is going to deny this natural way that I'm sharing with you? Except those that are foolish. They actually make a fool of themselves. So with that, shukr alhamdulillah. Thank you for your interest and attention and listening to these podcasts. Please feel free to share them. And if anybody's interested in getting Friday messages, WhatsApp me, Brother Ashraf Murad, on 0827526969. All praise, glory, and thanks always be to Allah, who alone is worthy of worship and our placing our trust in Him. His choices, blessings upon our beloved Prophet Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.